Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to The Daniel Baldwin Show. This is Anthony Munoz, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN. Hi, this is Bruce Smith, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show. Hi, this is Cornelius Bennett, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show here on ESPN. Jim Kelly, you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is Chris Berman, a.k.a. The Swami. I am predicting that you are listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Dean Kane. You're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio, and so am I. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Ha-ha! Ooh. Kind of sideways, that little red thing. You almost got you. Welcome to the big show. I got to tell you, um, I'm I'm definitely tired. <laughs> yeah, uh, dude. You went to Clemson. Yeah, but I did it different than you did. You you were smarter than I was. You left the night before and blah, blah, blah. Um, I left at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, you... S- I texted you at nine o'clock at night on Friday before the game, and you said you still had six hundred miles to go. Oh my god! Yeah. So I got in. Yeah. I got into uh, Clemson um, at about nine o'clock in the morning. I think it was. So you drove straight through the night. Straight through the night. So I got up at five o'clock in the morning on Friday. I drove till nine o'clock in the morning. I didn't didn't stop and sleep. I had the kids in the car with me. I get there at 9. I checked into the hotel at 8.55. And so I said, okay, listen, how far am I from the game right now? And she goes, it's like 15 minutes. I said, great. Call, Keep calling my room. At 11. And the kids are wide awake. So I'm letting them. I got a, a room with a double bed. I crawl into the bed, and I get two hours maybe, an hour and 45 sleep. I, I, I rally, get in the car. It was classic when I get there. I don't realize how hard it's going to be to try to find a parking spot. So I get to the stadium, and I can see the stadium. And these guys, there's one slot in front of like a frat house, and I, t- I big dog it, I four-wheel it over the curb and park it with the tires touching the sidewalk in front of this guy's house where these other cars were. And he comes walking over towards me, and sure enough, I'm going, please, 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 please. And he goes, hey, Baldwin, how you doing? I'm like, yes. Yeah. I said, bro, I got to get into the game. I go, I'm going to leave this bad boy here. Is it all right? He goes, yeah, yeah, you're good. <clears throat> I get in there, and of course, it's 90, and it's sweltering heat, and I'm like the only SU fan. I had two guys behind me and myself. I wasn't in the SU section. I was behind. I wanted uh, to be able to see the team and. I was in the front row right behind the, the SU bench. And I'll tell you what, if I was to pull up the things that I said for a week before this game, it was true Nostradamus at his best. Yes, it was. I mean, when, every- when, 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 when Lawrence went out, I was like, oh my God, he called this. <laughs> <laughs> so Lawrence is down a, a con- concussion protocol. He went down hard. And when they were walking him off the field, they finally walked on. He was wobbly. Yeah, he was, yeah. Ass- he was serpentine in it. So I went, okay, he's done. So it's Bryce or Batson, just like I said. Bryce looked like he had a deer in the headlights when he came out, too. He did not look good. And I thought, we're here. He went from, what, third string to playing in the game in a week. And and, and he, he moved up two slots. He moved up a big slot in one play. Which that's also it. meant there's no tape of the kid, because you don't know what he, how he even throws. Do you know what? That's, it's the equivalent of our producer, Forrest, having to fill in. And this show right now. <laughs> right, right, right. And run the board. <laughs> right. Um, but here's the great the great thing. You know, and I'm not, I'm not second-guessing anybody. I remember there was a great moment I had with Jim Beheim, and he was doing a, an event 
and speaking like it was like at Shaughnessy's or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so they bring me up because I'm new to ESPN and I go up. And it was more of a thing about Jim. When, whenever you're anywhere with Jim, no one really notices anybody else that's there anyway. So I could have been Robert De Niro. No one would have cared. That would have um, been awesome. Yeah. It would have been great to have actually, <laughs> have actually spent the money and got De Niro instead of me. Huh? Um, but anyway, somebody made some comment in the press and they second-guessed some decision, a game-time decision the night before that Coach Beheim had made. And he said, hey, listen, you know, it's really easy for you to look at everything in hindsight and say, hey, why did, what if, and why didn't he? goes, but first of all, I know you think you know more about this than me, but no one in this room knows more about this than me. No one knows more about how to run Syracuse's basketball program and how to, and you know, how do you argue with that? Yeah. You know, So in the moment, you don't know the guy's going to throw an errant pass or miss a shot or do whatever. And, you know, you, you call it based on your, 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 your knowledge and your experience. I will say this, and after the game, the football game now I'm talking about, and the point that I was making about Bayheim is no one knows more about it than I do. Well, I'm not second-guessing the staff, but I'm, I'm putting together all of the things that I was pretty sure were going to happen that caused me, and, and I'm talking to the great one, Ed Levine, going, no, I, I think something special is going to happen down there. I've got to go to this game. I don't want to watch it on TV and say I knew something and didn't go. Dungey throws an interception in the second half, and Paulie pointed that out to me on the phone when we talked after the game. And I said, you know, that wasn't the play. It wasn't. It really did come down to, with 2.02 left, it was a third and one yard to go, and they get a procedural penalty, and Clemson now has has fourth, or rather fourth, fourth and a yard, and it goes to fourth and sixth. And I turned around to a sea of Clemson fans, and the two guys that were that were sitting behind me that were rooting for Syracuse. And I said, this is it. This is the game. This is it. At that moment, I, I thought I'd throw eight guys at him so fast. You know, I, mean, I just would have blitzed in the box. I would have loaded it up and made him make that pass. Now, you might get burned for a touchdown um, if, he, if he makes a quick decision. But under the circumstances and how he had played, really, um, up until that point, and being a freshman and everything else, I thought – Blitz, throw everybody at him, and let three guys go across and stop it if he completes it. They didn't do that. They stayed in this kind of soft coverage. The kid in the replay, to his credit, threw an absolutely beautiful pass in between two defenders right to the receiver. First down, and the rest is history. Of course, we couldn't stop the run. Um, you know, they, they ran all over us, which is which is disheartening. But we were right there, man. We were right there. And, and I started getting more philosophical on the on the drive home. I left right from the stadium and started driving home. I, I, I was I was I was so distraught that we lost. I thought we had it, um, and I started thinking about the potential number of lives over that fourth and six that that could have potentially been touched. Now think about this for a minute: if he wins that game, and then he goes ahead and so let's say loses to Notre Dame and loses one more, I'll, I'll give him two more losses. But he wins that game in Death Valley this time. Way different than winning. Movie one in Syracuse. He's certainly on the shopping block of, of people who want him. Now, I'm not saying he's going anywhere, but people are going to, he's got huge attention. Yeah, that game was going to make, make him richer no matter where he, whether right. he stayed or left. Yeah, right, 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 right. Right. So he wins that game. And I, I mean, big programs, that, uh, offensive coordinator or head coach are coming up. Big, you know, Big Ten teams like Minnesota, uh, you know, uh, uh, listen, it, 
it's gotten down now to even where friends of mine are coaching. Michigan, you know, uh, there, there's places that better win in the next season or two. At any rate, I started thinking about the, the next coach that comes in behind him, the program that gets him, the athletes that were here that, that, that bought into the Babers thing, you know, and, and to come to Syracuse and what just recently happened at Pittsburgh University. And th- I mean, potentially thousands and thousands of lives could have been touched by that one play. By that one, I find that philosophically amazing. You know, I mean, I, I really do. But any normal co- any coach is going to tell you it wasn't just that one play. There was a lot of plays during the well, game. Of, that, of course, there was a lot of things that led the, up to it. There was the Syracuse had an illegal man downfield on a catch that right. revised the game, also, mm-hmm. and that you know. So it's, but you know. Well, I guess I guess as you you make that that. Uh, that claim as to which play really was the most influential. Mine is, um, I chose that play because of the clock factor too. Yeah. I mean, uh, if if they don't make that first down, that you know he wasn't kicking a field goal, it wasn't going to help. So if he doesn't make that 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 first down, the game's over. I mean, arguably they're not going to win that game. So there was another lesson in that game too that uh, Syracuse fans should take is the talent level is still that. Great, where Clemson, at the end of the game, had no option but to run the ball. It was the only way they were moving the ball. Syracuse knew they were running the ball. Everybody in the stadium knew they were running the ball. And the level of talent just was that much greater on you know on the running place where they could not stop him, mm. and their offensive line was dominant down the stretch. Yeah, that's the, uh, the epitome of E equals MC squared. You know, I mean, so when you... You throw that speed along with mass at you long enough, you know. And yeah, then, they got beat down. Yeah, they. Well, that's they another. That's another factor. It got hotter in the second half. The sun came out. It got really it was, hot. It was really, really hot. Are you I guys was, outdoors in the booth or is the, it, is the it open? windows open? But yeah. But Brian Higgins is on the sideline, just completely sunburned, and the yeah. windows open. And you can feel the heat coming in. I was having. I sent the kids to go get water twice. Mm-hmm. And I'm pouring the water down my neck to cool my core, and it's rolling down my back. And my shirt is absolutely yeah, drenched yeah. in water because it was so much more comfortable to be wet in my shirt mm-hmm. than it was to be wet from the sweat. I was getting there anyway. I was drenched in the shirt. It was just, it was just a um, what an experience it is when you're a Clemson fan too. I mean, yeah, you glad you did it. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad I did it. I feel uh, unfulfilled. I we were when we we were there. We were there. That's those program changing moments. You know? I still think it was. I really even the loss. I think was a. Pro, I think this season is going to be a program changing season. Well, I'm that confident. Here, in this here's season. one thing for sure. Notre Dame isn't taking us lightly now. Yeah, they're not. No one is. No, they're no, not taking us. Not lightly. for that game. And 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 Paulie brought up a great point, and that was. Even though Boston College is not playing well, um, seeing how we can be exploited uh, on the run game, um, they they might come hard at us and run the ball. You know, every single down of the game. There's can no... I tell you the stupid decision I made during the game? Nachos? No. No. <laughs> so it's it's a Saturday. We're at the house, and the kids want to go do something. They're like, "Daddy, we want to go. Can we go to the movies? Can we go to the movies?" So I go, "All right." By the fourth quarter, it'll probably be decided. So I'll we'll go to the two fifty showing of Smallfoot, this kids movie or whatever, right? At two fifty, I am sitting in my seat, 
and it is that exact moment that you're talking about, and I can't watch it. So I'm following along on Brent Axe's Twitter feed as I get tweet updates about what's happening in the game. It was like, I, I, I assumed that by the fourth quarter I'd be good to go. I'd be like, all right, someone, they're going to be way out ahead by then, or you'll have an idea. And even up to the last minute, it was still in grips, and I, I'm sitting there in my movie theater seat with my kids watching a Twitter feed. It's heartbreaking. It was let, heartbreaking. Me, let me tell you, Can Friday. Your wife do that? <laughs> Friday, I'm on the road. I had a jump out of my driver's seat, Brent X moment. Um, I, I'm in the truck. I'm with the kids, and some guy on X, you know, he has guys call in, and some guy makes some comment about the game, whatever. And I turn around and I and I call the station, and so I get whoever answers the phone, and I said, "Tell him it's Daniel Baldwin," uh, and he goes, "Oh yeah, okay, you know." So I get that. Now I'm on hold. I'm 10 minutes. He takes two other callers. Uh, not for nothing, but I'm figuring, because I work here, yeah. blah, blah, they're going to jump me over something. So that's a, then he goes to a commercial break. So I hang up. I call back. Hello, ESPN. I said, hey, did you tell him that it's me on the phone? Like I'm yelling at the kid. Yeah. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah he's aware. I'm like, well, tell him again. So he turns around and he goes in. He's gonna take your call right away, Mr. Baldwin. <laughs> so, so I get on, I get on the phone on the show, on Brent's show, and I tell him I know Mr. Daniel. I'm gonna go. Listen, this guy is not gonna make it through the whole game. I promise. You, I've seen it. He's gonna go down. They're gonna bring in one of these backups. And so Brent's and I love listening to his show because he um, he's not just X's and O's. He throws his opinion in there. He throws it. Yeah. He's he's much more more sports oriented than I am. Yes. Um. <laughs> yes, he is. You are correct. Mm-hmm. Well, I love being right. I love when you agree with me too. Um, anyway, yeah, I, I uh, I'm still numb. I'm still numb. We should have won that game. It'll be fine. They're going to a ball game this year. Will everybody we be we happy? Won that game. We should have shut them down in Clemson. You'll be fine. Too. I need to shake it off. Let's go to break. We'll, we'll do a so what when we do come back. Up, Neil's got to draw the Monday Night Football match. He's got artists. Oh, so can we much. bring him in at the top, please? Yes. Let's I bought him, him new markers last week, so he has all the colors of the rainbow. This hour of the Daniel Baldwin Show is brought to you by Cam's Pizza. You want to feel better? Get yourself a chicken bacon ranch. Oh, oh, where's Tony? Yeah, Tony. Right, it'll make you feel better. Tony, send it. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. And now. Premature uh, little point there. Sorry. It was premature. Premature pointulation. <laughs> uh, whatever. It's time to do uh, the artwork for tonight's game, Broncos Chiefs. All right. Let's take a quick Neil's look. Neil's going to. See the colors. It's really easy. I mean, this is one I bought ones. new markers for Neil, so we were not stifling his creativity. I got all the colors of the rainbow. I got all the colors Roy of the G. rainbow. All right. So. <laughs> Broncos, Kansas City. Go ahead, Forrest. Going to make a flag. Do we have pictures of every time he's done this? Because we could do this as a series, like a, like a coffee. I have book. them. Yes, I have them. We could do like a yeah. coffee. Book. Yeah. <laughs> what are you? We'll have Gump sign them. Yeah. Wow. Oh, he's already made it's a like, mistake, and he's like, scrambling for a paper towel. It's this like, is going well. It's like picture pages. Wow. Gump. Gump. No, I got an eraser. Got an eraser. All right. That's on. The, that's on a Facebook Live exclusive, and of course. I'm so excited. <laughs> It's time for. Um, I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control, and I just can't. Um. So what? 
It's unlistenable radio. You understand the me? Daniel Baldwin Show. Well, like you guys have said, the uh, loss to Clemson did have some long-lasting effects, including they have now become a six-and-a-half-point favorite on the road over Pitt this weekend. Syracuse has not beaten Pitt on the road since 2001. Cool. Yeah, that's not a so what. I mean, uh, um, another thing is, believe it or not, in the law, in, in a win to Syracuse, Clemson dropped in the polls. They dropped. They they went. They moved down at least one slot and two slots. I think in the coaches' poll. Syracuse moved up. Still, re- others receiving votes. Mm. Very impressive. So, if we beat Pitt, are we going to be in the top twenty-five? Yeah, I don't know. It depends. It depends on what happens to the lower teams. I I've been saying that they have to be six and one to make the poll. But that that's just my hot. I think it's what fashion they beat. Uh, Pitt in. If they beat Pitt and they just, you know, 35-3 or something like that, then... I think if they win the next two games, they're in. That's been my take all season. <laughs> Who do they have? They have Pitt this week and who's next? UNC. Yeah. So You going to Pitt there, buddy? Yes. It's my job. You doing Friday show? Yes. Ooh, look at us. Lucky us. Friday's a big show. Why? Why, are you back on Levitard again? Isn't well, it time is to it stop embarrassing going on. yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you been beaten enough? So, so here's the great thing about it is I, I jinx myself. I text the producer of the show, Allison, and I said, we're in no matter what happens now because even if I lose on Monday Night Football, now this was when Cleveland had just scored a touchdown. There was like a minute left. Mm-hmm. The Raiders had the ball. They were down by eight. So, of course, what do the Raiders do? They drive the entire field in yeah. a minute. They score the touchdown, and they make the two-point conversion. <laughs> So now it's come down to, I must win tonight the Chiefs minus four on the road, which is an interdivisional home dog on Monday night, which I have said on this show probably 20 times, interdivisional home dogs on Monday night cover about 90% of the time. So there you have it. This is going to be one of those 10 percenters. It will be funny if Jane is the one. Jane that, is the one that has to go that back on. Actually up. wins. Mm-hmm. Well, if Jane does, she would be two, two, and one. We had a push. So and so would Colin. Colin had. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I can't get the game because I'm driving back from South Carolina and I'm scrambling through the stations to try to get it, and I can't find it. And so I go to my phone and I go NFL scores and I, I open it up, and it says it, there's like one minute's gone in the game. And the Ravens are up 7 nothing already, and, and they, I know that he has the Ravens. And then I turn around, and as I'm looking at the phone, going, God, they scored a touchdown. They scored a second touchdown yes, like a minute later. Steelers are awful. Yeah, your boys are in trouble. You know, that's my next so what, my man. Le'Veon Bell, again, not playing with the Steelers this weekend, and he's rumored to be shopped to two different teams. The 49ers and the Eagles are both interested in Le'Veon Bell. For uh, First time last night, I thought Le'Veon Bell was the reason they were not competitive. That's the first time all season. And, yeah, trade him by now. If you can get anything for him, get it. Yeah, you're going to leave yourself in a position where you're not going to get anything. I, I'm, I'm, it's funny because friends of mine in the league have, again, reiterated as of yesterday that the Jets are interested in him, but they're, he's, they're not showing up on the radar with you? What's the report that you read from uh, The only two that I've seen, maybe the Jets are, the only two that I've seen are the Eagles and the 49ers. Eagles are the big one. I was going to say, the Eagles got to be scrambling right now after, I mean, they blew it. They blew it again. They're a 2-2 two and two team. They're a 2-2 two and two team, and they're really insignificant right now. 
So what? So we don't want to hear about the Steelers how, sucking anymore. How long before we're going to hear um, stories about Foles and Carson Wentz? Hey. Wentz goes in there and loses. <laughs> He's lost two. Foles won both games. So you got an zero and two returner and a two and zero starter. What are you going to do about that? How long before Philly just goes nuts? The hell's Matt want? I'm now angry. Got Matt on the line. I don't know who Matt. Is. Matt, what's up? Hello. Hey, yeah. what's going on, Matt? Hey, uh, first of all, I love you and Vampires. One of my favorite movies. I watch it all day long. Thank um, you. Every time it's on. Second, I, I the game. The only thing that bothered me is we finished the game with three timeouts in the second half. Our defense was exhausted. You could see it. They ran up and down us the last two series, and our offense wasn't moving the ball. So why not use two of those timeouts? One on offense, one on defense. Figure out how we can get the ball going down the field and figure out how we can stop them from getting the ball moving down the field. Well, the other thing is that penalty where the offensive lineman was literally three feet away from where he should have been cost us the game. That's yeah. all I have to say. Okay, well, let me, let me ask you a question then. Are you still there? No, he hung up. He's history. Did anybody else watch? I mean, we had not stopped the run at all. The starter is out. We've got a freshman kid, deer in the headlights playing quarterback. Everyone, like you said, Paulie, knows they're going to run the ball now. They're going to run it right down our throats. So when they when they completed the pass, the, the infamous pass that I thought was the ball game, um, when they completed that pass, was there any doubt in your mind they were going to score? Not really, but in the, in, the, in that situation, you can't call the timeouts either because you've got to make that. You've got to make the clock run. You've got to make. You've got no, to no, no, the, no, 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 no. If you can't, no, 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 no. There's times in the NFL you've seen before that they turn around because of the clock and saving time. They let them score. Let them go in. That's insanity. No, listen, listen. There was no way they were going to stop them from scoring. So why they didn't turn around the three running plays and just use your timeouts there and stop, you would have had a minute 30 more. A minute 30 you would have had. Eh, I think you got to put the pressure on their offense to get it done in that amount of time. I didn't notice any pressure. Joshy? Giancarlo Stanton was hit with his own ball at Fenway on I Saturday. I that happens. <laughs> My As la- you know, I get bruised on the internet. Yeah, my knees, my knees killing me. <laughs> and I want to ask oh, you guys <laughs> your opinion on this. So, as tradition at Fenway, if the team hits a home run, you throw it back. Giancarlo Stanton hits a home run. Fan throws it back. The ball hits Giancarlo as he's rounding second, and then the fan got thrown out. Listen, what to this. kind of cannon does this the guy have? So, listen, and Giancarlo hits it. Nine rows up or so. I watched the replay of it. Dude is out. And arm. this kid, this kid, I got to see this. Oh, you got to see it. He's a skinny guy, too. He just turns around in a T-shirt and just whips it right back. Now he's it, on a bounce. He it hits him on a bounce. one-hops Stanton as he, just after he touches second base. He one-hops the guy. Forget it. If he was trying to hit him, it's an unbelievable throw. He cleared the outfield with this throw. Right. He cleared the track. Did he... Did G. Carlo Stanton laugh? Like, hey, he, he just looked... Like, he, he looked back. No, he put his two fingers... Like, yeah. put the fingers up like... Yeah. Like, but still, he wasn't what a hurt. throw! I know. There's no, there's no way an average human non-athlete could aim and hit. Watch this clip. And Watch this him. clip. Blow it up. Watch this clip. I think you could probably play the audio through the yeah. board too. Well, there's a commercial. You could. Oh, we don't want to play the audio anyway. Other side though, I do, uh, I do want to ask why the fan got ejected. He was just following the tradition. Wait a second. He can't so, help it that he's got a cannon. He didn't hit him on purpose, right? No, he just. Yeah. Threw I the ball. think he just. I, when you watch him throw it. 
he just rears back as soon as he gets it and fires it. I don't think he had the intent of hitting him. But and he tipped his cap to him afterwards. Yes. Blow it up. He is. We're getting through this Bud Light ad. As All right, we're still we're still waiting for Paulie to catch up with what goes on in the sports show. He wanted to know. He was he's been in the car all weekend listening to creepy podcasts. He hasn't been paying attention to no. Giancarlo Stanton. He's on your here, show. Right here. Oh, here we go. Long fly ball. Look at Watch how far he throws from. That was a bomb. Watch this. Takes an 8-2 lead. Stanton getting his 38th <laughs> Okay, so he's on the green no, no, no. monster. This yeah, he's on the green monster. Watch this. Threw back and hit Stanton around the bases. But they got to show the close-up of the kid throwing it. Watch this. Look at his throw. Watch the fan chuck it back. Throws it back in the air. <laughs> <laughs> it's classic, man. Was it on a bounce? Yeah, like one bounce. Like one hopped him. It's a one, one bounce. One hopped him. That's he, still he, a cannon. He didn't do it on purpose. Nah, he didn't. No, he didn't do it on purpose. I'm, I'm surprised Neil. they ejected him from what? the game. Yeah. Finally, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, not finally, but I, I do have a couple. Do you want to hit break or what? I, we no, keep, keep sending going. Neil out to get the phones. A couple is, is determined that unborn their unborn baby... Will be a Chargers fan after LA beats the 49ers. Poor kid. The Los Angeles Chargers, uh, according to Devin Rob, Darren Rovel, is it Rovel of ESPN? Ravel. Ravel. <laughs> Liest Gomez, a Chargers fan, and Saul Gomez, a 49ers fan, bet their unsons, unborn son's fandom on the outcome of Sunday's game. And with that win, he will now be a Chargers fan. Do we indoctrinate children? Like, were you guys. Mike, I'm not a fan of anybody that my family liked. My dad up was the ante. Up the ante. This is a boring story. You know how you up the ante? Make the kid get the get Forrest to tattoo it on his head. Yeah, yeah the logo baby. right on his head. Yeah, the butt. logo. Have a charger right on and his head. And Keith tweeting at us that throwing the ball back after a homer at Fenway isn't a tradition. It rarely happens. I thought yeah. it was a tradition. It's in Chicago. Oh, it is. Well, uh, but who cares? No wonder they ejected him. Who do you got on the phone? What do we got? Jordy. All right. It's nice to get calls. Jordy. <laughs> It's nice. <laughs> Jordy, hey, you there? Thank you for listening for the first time. Yes. What's going on, Jordy? I'm there. I'm just wondering about when, I know they have this up-tempo uh, offense, Syracuse, but I was wondering, why are they running play with 26 seconds left on the play clock? Why don't we run it down when you have the lead? Is that not a question? Or, or, no, uh, no it's a question, but that's not how Syracuse plays. It's, uh, you know, they're what? Well, I mean, I, 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 am going to take from your statement. You do need to adjust certain things depending on upon the circumstances within the game. You know, listen, we went down there. If we went down there and played ten times, we're going to lose eight or nine of them for sure. We had a chance that rarity. I, you know, I, I, I got to tell you, all week long, I felt like something special. I don't go to the games, away games, and drive with my family thirteen hours and all this nonsense. I knew something down there was going to happen. I knew it. And and we had an opportunity. It's easy to second guess everybody right now, you know. And that's part of the job of what we do, being on this show. Um, but it's it's sad, man. We were so close. God, we were so close to pulling that off. And that and I and I do believe people are saying to me, you know, well, yeah, it's still a program changing loss, you know. But no, it's not the same. If we had won that game, that that propels this program, you know, way beyond where we are today. That's for sure. So it's uh, it's tough. It was a tough loss. 
Um, there's a few things we can cite. There's the penalty called on that lineman. There was the, the fourth and six. Dungy throwing that interception. It was not a very good pass either. You know, I mean, he clearly threw a bad ball there, and uh, and 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 that was three points. Do you agree? We would have had three on that. Yeah, yeah, and they could have run the clock down. I'm trying to find the time of possession in the fourth quarter because it felt to me like Clemson had the ball the whole fourth quarter. You know, and it was and when that I, play I happened. A... Uh, the interception play. Well, I think it was two minutes, two seconds. Yeah. So, ah, uh, who knows. Could have fallen off the hook over there. Yeah. All right. And finally, the Europeans beat the U.S. in the Ryder Cup. Daniel didn't just beat them; they killed. Yeah, and and so I I find the more compelling story about all this is listening to Patrick Reed now second guess um, uh, Furyk and uh, um, Jordan Spieth. Uh, He he was quite vocal about how um, he had played with Spieth. They cleaned up. They did well. And that Furyk, uh, for lack of a better term, screwed it up by the pairings. Um, and he should have uh, done a couple things differently. He also um, he, he made comments about how in the meeting room, the players had way too much say in who they were going to play with and how they wanted to do it. And that Furyk didn't have clear command over the decision-making power. Reed was very upset about this. Um, it should be interesting to see what happens between... A lot of the players now. This uh, there was a lot of dissension, and there's been a lot of uh, second guessing going on as a result. So, but make no mistake about it, we got our ass kicked. I mean, they 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 handily beat us over there. So, do you think it was based on pairings, or do you think it was just it was going to happen anyways? You know, at the end of the day, you can say whatever you want about the Clemson Syracuse game or about this situation. It's how you played. You know, so if if the pairings were were different, would that have changed the fact that Tiger Woods hooked about 15 shots, you know, during the tournament. I mean, hooked them, too. Yeah. I mean, like, shots were off. I missed them. They're not hooked as much as he did. This is Tiger Woods. So Tiger didn't play very well. Um, you know, there were there were opportunities, uh, but we got down early, uh, and it's tough to play come from behind because uh, there's a lot of half points that can be earned for ties. So, um, you know, I mean, let's, let's, let's give uh, credit where it's due. Um, they beat us handily. They handily beat us. They handed it to us. So um, I think having um, somebody that's a little more uh, – it would be interesting to see who coaches uh, – who's the who's the coach for next time. I think it's going to be somebody who's um, much more stoic and is not going to ask the opinion of guys. They should get like a really seasoned veteran to come in there and, and do it. Um, that's, that's what I think. I think that the – Jim Furyk is, isn't the guy to do this job. I think it's golf and nobody cares. Oh, my. Wow. Hot take. Wow. It's kind of negative. Do you play golf? I used to when I was a kid. Not anymore. No? What happened? You were a real rich kid. I uh, I stopped playing after <laughs> after high school. I kind of got... You didn't go out and order some Thomas's English muffins <laughs> on the no. golf course? <laughs> While Josh and I were stealing balls and selling, <laughs> selling them back to your mother and father? Yeah. He discovered beer and broads. It's frightening. Oh, the good old days. It's a little frightening. That was the longest segment in the Can history I, of radio. Are we going to break right yeah, now? Yeah, we, we definitely got it. We're way behind. Oh. Wow. Go to break then, will you? Follow us on Twitter, ESPN Syracuse, ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, 1200 a.m. and 1440 a.m. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. 
Hey now, who laid on the draw there, bud? Yeah. Yeah. I had to check this. Um, so should I be taking a look at this? Uh, at this uh, rendition I got behind me. Now? Yeah, we've got yeah. the Monday Night right. Football matchup: Broncos, Kansas on. City. It's on Twitter. Forest, yeah, you're. Forrest. I, I'm gonna say he's improving. Now, is it because of the, he has more access to colors? I think that helps. I think access to colors. I think he's simplified. Uh, I, I think you know the interesting thing is when I look at Forrest's renditions. I try to move them in different directions. Like, for instance, if you were to look at the Bronco, now picture this. Now take the Bronco and turn it the other way around. Does it not look like a molar? Oh, it absolutely <laughs> does. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. It, it definitely looks like it's a molar. I like the Bubba Gump shrimp lip on the bottom. It's kind of hanging there like Bubba. How, this is my now fascination with his drawings, is that I want them to be a cartoon and I want them to all have Forrest's voice. <laughs> I'm the Bronco. We're going to beat the Chiefs. <laughs> We're going to gallop all over them. I'll stampede the Chiefs. My family's from Kansas City. <laughs> and my daddy taught me how to make an arrowhead. It could kill a Bronco. I'm an arrowhead. And I'm an artifact. <laughs> and then we would eat the Bronco for dinner. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, I'd say the squiggliness of the arrowhead yeah. is a it little It looks like he sniffed the markers for a half hour before he drew it. <laughs> I'm high as a right now. Man, I'm loaded. Oh, sharp. Yeah, how would you like to be an animal shot with that arrowhead with a dull tip on the end of it? He doesn't even put a point on it. <laughs> beat it to death. You did. You have to just go up and smack. You have to hit it in the eyeball. Oh, Sharpie smelled delicious. <laughs> oh, man, I'm on a cloud right now. Uh, why don't we do next week now, man? <laughs> I should write right. for the Huffington Post. Because <laughs> I'm huffing. Yes. I've been huffing a ton. Um, I'll take her final break. Well, you we didn't make a pick. Again? Who do you like? Who's Who do you got? Forrest, who do you take him? Chiefs. Forrest got the Chiefs. I like that. I'm taking the Chiefs. 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 Four Chiefs. Wow. Well, now we've got them tonight. Um, and if we don't hit this uh, on Jane's picks, uh, Colin Coward went uh, two wins, two losses, and one tie. We are one win, two losses, one tie with the Chiefs tonight. So if we get that, we actually <laughs> advance. Will Jane be the round. first Baldwin to actually legally advance? Jane will be the first Baldwin with a win. In Denver by Kansas City tonight. Let's go to break. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now. Don't fear the Reaper. Don't fear it. So, a couple things to talk about really quick. Um, Christian Yelich could be, with a little success at the stick tonight, the first baseball player in the National League to win the Triple Crown in 81 years. Paulie's looking to get a little success at the stick tonight, if you know what I'm talking about. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah, Spankathon 200? <laughs> what is it? Big one. Mm-hmm. He's going for the triple crown himself tonight. Yeah, triple crown of beat. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I derailed you. Go ahead. You were doing a sports topic. Yeah, I'm so sorry I even tried to go into a sports topic. <laughs> Chuck Klein was, oh, no, no. Joe Medwick was the last. Smoking Joe Medwick? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, the Medwick era. <laughs> Spank when it was good. Yeah, those were the good old days back when Baldwin was. A <laughs> Remember, you could go out and get a get a steak, drink a beer, smoke a cigar, 
and hang and watch Medwick. <laughs> yeah, your, huh? your huh? wife would huh? have dinner ready when you got home. It's when men played. <laughs> yes, it was a manly time. <laughs> I still have a manly time. Good old Joe Medwick. Mm. I'm going to go to the gym with Rob and I. I'm going to go see my mom still in the hospital. I'm going to go visit mom. I'm going to go to the gym. And I'm going to go home. I'm, I'm debating going to the gym. I've been sick for like two days. Wait, 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 wait. So I don't know if I should go and spread Suck my Suck it up, Buttercup. You know the reason why? Because you take these trips at your age and you eat terribly. It's what you put in your body. You eat terrible food. Food doesn't give you a cold. No, but breaking your system down and leaving yourself susceptible to getting a cold. I eat great and delicious Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you had a 13-hour trip. Take me a rundown. On the way down, on the way back, what did you eat? On the way down, I ate uh, McDonald's breakfast. Yeah, there you go. And, uh, and? then I had Chick-fil-A for dinner. Okay. Then I had Chick-fil-A for breakfast. <laughs> and, okay, three in a row. Arby's. Three fast foods, Arby's. four fast foods. That's oh, it. that sounds so good. Because you can't bring yourself to walk into a restaurant and order like a nice salad. I gotta salad get home. Or... I'm in a hurry. I gotta. So you're eating while you're driving. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I had chicken best. nuggets mixed in the oh, Wendy's. Oh, oh, oh. Wendy's nuggets. Oh, this all sounds so good. Okay. And then I eat healthy when I'm home. You, on the other hand. What's that? I gotta get going. Yeah, you got 50 see, you seconds. Got, you got the headset on. What's that? And I'm getting ready for you. I, I even had, had like aggressive. Twitter messages sent to me about talking to you about your health. Who? <laughs> Some girl is a big K Rock. She's got like her thirty. Her pictures with you and her at some event. Or, oh, boy. Yeah, and she wrote back, you know, Josh is just great the way he is, and leave my Josh alone. Ooh, I want to see this. Yeah. 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 Dirty, right. dirty. Listen, chicks like us around. What are you going to do? I hear you. So when's Robin coming out to the house to 20. visit the wife? All right, 20 seconds. Uh, <laughs> we want to thank all of our great sponsors. We want to thank Cam's. Just tell me, you're not going to happen Baldwinsville now? Baldwinsville <laughs> Not going to happen? You're going to wait till Robin walks in and goes, uh-oh. Five. Uh, all right, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. <sighs> Daniel Baldwin Show. Blow off.